Drawing is November 8th. A second drawing will occur after the second week of Pledge Drive. Vote for your favorite show on KNON with your pledge. For information, rules, or to enter, KNON.org. Get out and vote for your favorite candidates in the November 8th election and vote now for your favorite show on KNON by making a pledge today. KNON is radio democracy in action. Put your voice in at the voice of the people. Call now, 972-647-1893. There we go. Um, I didn't take my headphones out of the uh, out of my bag. It's going to be one of those shows. I have a feeling. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> he's going to be a and bumpy I'm ride. In and well, while he's doing that, I guess it's, so, we, some, somebody should introduce the show. Uh, why don't you do that? Yes. <laughs> well, welcome. because obviously I'm not capable of doing that. Welcome today. to this edition of Lambda Weekly. I'm Laurent Landis here with David Taffet, who is still the host, um, and we got our wonderful Candy Markham with us today. Welcome, Thank Candy. Thank Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here with you guys. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. And if Patty is listening, we miss you, Patty. She is doing her election official duties. Block walking, I think. And block walking, block walking. getting she, getting people to go to the polls. Today is not an early voting day. Uh, nope. The only time it's to over. vote now is on election day, which is Tuesday, Tuesday. from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. If you live in Dar- Dallas County, you can vote at any polling location. Uh, you don't have to vote in your precinct, any open voting location. Same thing in Tarrant County. If you're registered in Tarrant County, you have to vote in Tarrant County, but at any polling place. That's convenient. It makes, is convenient. makes it very convenient. Mm-hmm. So no excuses not to vote. Uh, right. And there's so many people in so many countries who do not have this right to vote. And, and we so take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and these people, a lot of times, risk their lives in order to vote. Uh, we need to take it pretty seriously. What are you doing over there, David? Trying to move the mic. There you go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> it is Pledge Drive. It is Pledge Drive uh, because Candy is here. 
Exactly right. right. That's why I'm here. Um, if you would like to make a pledge, give us a call at 972-647-1893. That's 972-647-1893. See, that just rolls off the tongue because I've done so many pledge drives. Um, or what you can do is, and this is how most of the pledges come in on mm-hmm. our show, uh, you can go to knon.org, hit the Pledge Now button, and it'll ask you the same questions that Laron would be asking you. Uh, but the advantage of doing that is that you get to see the pledge premiums and see whether you want our new uh, red hoodie with black embroidery. Boy, that I says do. K-N-O-N. That's, that's what that's what I'm getting. That's pretty that's sharp looking. Yeah, that's what I'm the getting. The redder, too. the better. Yeah. And listen, if you're a Texas Tech person, I'm a TCU person, of course, and we beat Tech. But anyway, if you're a Texas Tech person, it is your colors, black and red. It is that's guns right. up. Go put to knon.org and you can see it. Put in your pledge. Get that guns up red and black, K-N-O-N. Or you can give it. us a call, 972-647-1893. That's 972-647-1893. I'll be standing by to answer uh, your calls. Now, if you pledge during the first or second week of Pledge Drive, um, I gave you the sheet. Yeah, on. so this is a, we have a, a Pledge Drive raffle. This one is really fun. Unfortunately, I can't participate. Um, but if you pledge, and it doesn't matter what amount, but if you pledge within the first two weeks of pledge drive, you go in, you'll be entered in to win a $500 gift certificate to Half Price Books. That is awesome. Do you know how much $500 can go at Half, half price? price Books? Um, It'll go $1,000 worth. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Very good, David. Well, listen, I put my pledge in, put my name on there. Yeah, so. Do you know what I would do with those books? I'd get every banned book that I could find and donate it to the local library. <laughs> right. Yeah, that'd be good. Or well, and, here, and here's the thing. Half Price Books just doesn't carry books. It's got books, CDs, video That's games, collectibles, and more. Um, and the stores are North Cated. You know, they, they have them all over the country. But um, there's 120 stores nationwide. Um, each winner will receive five $100 gift certificates. So it's not it okay, won't be just trivia. one block. Where was the first half-price books? Not Northwest Highway, where it is now. Mm-hmm. I noticed you, uh, you mean like... The street? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It was on Cedar Springs. Really? Where, where Tape Lenders is now. Huh. Get out of here. Yeah, in the early, early 80s. Wow. And it grew into Rings a, a national chain. A yeah. slight bell. Yeah, the bookshelves were all uh, cinder blocks and boards. It was three aisles. I remember Adair's. That mm-hmm. was in the 70s. <laughs> right. That was on Cedar Springs. Right, right. Hmm. They weren't happy when the gay community moved in. No, they weren't. They, but they moved to Deep Ellum, so how much happier could they be? Mm-hmm. Similar similar folks. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Give us a call, 972-647-1893, and enter. Or just go to um, knon.org. Those pledges uh, count toward the... Uh, toward the raffle as well absolutely and they can check on that gay show or david taffet yeah it's by name okay david taffet and I, you know and i think they finally corrected your they spelling did. they corrected the spelling <laughs> after 40 years <laughs> yeah. they spelled my name right, they, right. So. 
Um, when Candy's here, we always come up with a few topics that we want to talk about. And since it is Election Day on Tuesday, and it is so important for people to go out and vote, and we're not endorsing one side or the other because we don't do that here on KNON. It's just important to go vote. Absolutely. All three of us have already voted. Voted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're listening, you haven't, make a plan. Tuesday is the last day to do it. The only day to do it now. And I think the weather will be good on Tuesday, where the last day of early voting was Friday, and that was a difficult weather day. Mm-hmm. Let's it start. was. But I think, and I, and I think it's a law that you get to take off work and go vote. You can. You can ask your employer yeah. um, to let For you go vote, and they have vote. to let you do it. And if you live and work in the same county, it's convenient because you don't have to drive all the way home to vote. You can vote anywhere. Yeah. Um, you know what I wanted to talk to you about related to the elections? It's those nasty uh, campaign commercials. Uh, Laron, one of the phone lines is ringing. Three. Four. All right. Well... You know what I think, David, about that is that I think uh, people are really sick of of the meanness that goes on in these elections. I, I agree. Do you know which Abbott commercial I like? Where they're tearing down the Texas wall? No. <laughs> the one I like because there's nothing nasty about it, uh, and it just maybe says something about who he really is. It's the one that his niece did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know this because he's my uncle. And uh-huh. it's just, it's a That's sweet kind. ad. Yeah. It's a sweet ad. Yeah. The, the Beto ad that I like is his last ad that he put out. And that was, you know, I don't wake up and think that, or I don't think that Abbott wakes up and uh, thinks that uh, kids should be shot in their classroom. Or, you know, he says he just hasn't done anything about these issues. Yeah, those those ads, I wish there were more of them, but I think there's data that says going negative works. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can't imagine it does, but there's data that doesn't says it work does. for me. It doesn't work for a lot of voters. For a lot of because I don't like those ads on either side. Exactly. I cringe when it's when it's on the side that I like, mm-hmm. but the data says going negative works, and I think a lot of candidates do not want to go negative. They would rather talk about the positives of who they are and what they'll and do. what they would like to do, right, when elected. Because there's there's a reason that they're running that's more than just I don't like him. No, they think they can make a difference. They think they can help people. And um, and and I th- and I think they have the right motivation at heart. Mm-hmm. But I on think both they, sides. they hire people that say you got to go negative. Mm-hmm. And so they do. And so they do, and come out with these really horrible commercials. There's one that I, that's actually you have to scratch your head. She's voting for Abbott because if Beto is elected, more people will be released from prison. And More people will die. And her brother was killed. Was it her brother or her son was killed because somebody was released? But he was released under Abbott. If you're going to blame the guy at the top for bad policies, right? it's an Abbott thing. Well, I think her point was that uh, he was let out early 
whoever this murderer mm -hmm. was, and that if you elect a certain person, they tend to let people out early. And uh, they're it's, criticizing it's the no-cash bail. It's scare tactics, and I think, I think that is so unfair. Well, they're criticizing the idea of no-cash bail, where mm. because studies have shown that uh, people who've paid bail and people who have not paid bail, paying bail does not increase their likelihood of showing up for their hearing. Mm. So, um, well, that's kind of like the death penalty doesn't necessarily stop people from killing people either. Mm -hmm. Yes, <laughs> you know? right. When you when you do bad things, you're not really thinking clearly. You're not thinking what can happen to mm -hmm. me. But the people who would be released are nonviolent prisoners or nonviolent offenders. Yeah, I think there's a lot of misinformation. Misinformation that is designed to scare people mm -hmm. to go vote for their candidate. And evidently it works enough to where they spend the money on that. Mm -hmm. But I, I, would, I would say people are very sick of it. I think there's a lot of apathy. I don't like any of the candidates, so I'm not going to vote. Well, if the only way that you know the candidates is through these awful commercials, there's a reason that you don't like any of the candidates. Right. Right. It, it's not uh, based on anything truthful. It's the misinformation. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's designed maybe to keep those people at home or to make them, when they go to the polls, to vote for their candidate. Mm -hmm. But I think, uh, I think people are pretty sick of all this. And, um, and you know, we have the 2024 election coming up, and I just feel like people have been running for this 2024 election for two years already. Right. And aren't we sick of that? I, I know I am. <laughs> I am too. But that will not stop us from voting and doing uh, what we should be doing as citizens. Yeah, but I, anybody who comes in here, I'm going to encourage them to run positive ads. Uh, okay, I am too. I'll, I'll join you. Good. Good. Um, it is Pledge Drive. Lauren is on the phone, so give us a couple of minutes uh, if you're going to call in. But you can make a pledge online at uh, knon.org and hit the Pledge Now button. And it just basically asks your name, address, phone number, uh, and email address, and your credit card number. You know, if they do call in while Lauren's on the phone, I can take that, and you could do a monologue. I have my glasses and I have a pen. So huh. if they call in, I will take their call. Well, you are a trooper. <laughs> I've done this a time or two. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, <laughs> when I looked at uh, my old pictures of you here in the studio, that one is two studios ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. So was that when we had to get here at like 7 a.m. Uh -huh. or something? Oh, man. Uh -huh. wonder what that smile was about on my uh, face. I don't know. <laughs> that it was over. <laughs> you got a pledge? I did. Thank you very much, Mr. Sarley. Um, it is Pledge Drive, and um, I just want to remind people that if they make a pledge during the first two weeks of Pledge Drive, uh, did I just say if they make a Pledge Drive during the first two weeks of Pledge Drive? I think yes, you, you did. did. I did. Yeah. Uh, if you make a pledge during the first two weeks of Pledge Drive, you'll be entered to win a $500 gift certificate to Half Price Books. Um, 
there's one drawing on the 8th and one drawing on the 15th, but the other thing it does is lets us end pledge drive just that much sooner. We have $82,676 to go. Uh, the show before the Jewish Music Hour made a nice little dent in that, um, but we still have $82,000 to go, and that takes us a couple of weeks. Um, the new pledge item, and you can see it online at knon.org, is a red and black hoodie. Very stylish. That's mm -hmm. for a $100 pledge. And you can make a pledge on the uh, Cash App. If you have a uh, Cash App on your phone, go to dollar sign, capital letters, K-N-O-N Radio. To make a quick and easy pledge, that's dollar sign KNON Radio, all caps, no space between KNON and radio. Cash App pledges are not eligible for premiums, so if you want a premium, go online to KNON.org. Uh, if you'd like your entire donation, though, to go to KNON and want to pledge using your phone, send your donation to KNON on Cash App, and uh, the only thing that you need to note is which DJ uh, you are sending a pledge for uh, and I'm the I'm the DJ that is listed for this and show. Our DJ so David is Taffet. David Taffet. T-A-F-F-E-T -F -F -E Can't miss it. And um, you can become an elite music sponsor. Every elite mu music sponsor during this pledge drive can sponsor a KNON PSA announcement for a non-profit of your choice. KNON will make a recording for another good cause that you select. You'll be thanked on that recording. It'll run for a month on the format you're supporting. So uh, let's say you're somebody from Resource Center or Aid Services Dallas, um, or not from there, but would like to support one of those uh, agencies. Uh, you can make a pledge. It's a $500 pledge or a um, $41.67 monthly pledge for a year. Uh, tell people about a good cause you believe in while supporting good music and programming on KNON. It must be a, a, a registered nonprofit that has 501c3 status, not a political mm -hmm. uh, nonprofit. Uh, your name will also be on the KNON event guest list for one year. You'll receive two KNON items of your choosing, t-shirts or whatever. Uh, and you can put it on a bank draft or a credit card draft. And we've had several of those, and we appreciate those because that forty-one sixty-seven per month sure helps keep things going. Well, I think that's a wonderful thing to do. It's a twofer. <clears throat> Number one, you're giving money to KNON, but you're also advertising the 501c3 of your choice and so they're getting free advertisement and you're helping KNON uh, and again KNON doesn't have any paid staff these people that work this show they do it out of the goodness of their hearts and they've done it for years and years because this show reaches people who need to hear that it's okay to be gay and it's okay to love who you want to love. And this show has been telling people that for years and years. 
We're going to take a break. You're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Lauren Landis, and our guest today is Candy Markham. And this is uh, Lambda Weekly. Of course, I played the wrong track. Yeah, I was thinking, I'm like, oh, the show hasn't ended. That's our, that, that's our ending music. Used to be. Used to be. Um, it is Pledge Drive. Let me just remind people the number is 972-647-1893. That's 972-647-1893. Give us a call or go online to knon.org and make a pledge that way. Uh, pledging helps keep this show on the air uh, because you're voting by making a pledge. And you don't have to vote. You don't have to make a pledge to vote on Tuesday. No, you don't. Just go vote. Just go vote. Um, we were going to talk a little bit about the holidays. I think that's a good topic. And there are a bunch of holidays. There's Election Day this week. Uh, Veterans Day is on Friday. Yeah. Uh, November th- uh, is Thanksgiving. Then comes Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's, Kwanzaa. Lots of holidays. How do those affect? the LGBT community in a different way than the population in general? You know, when I think about that, I don't know, uh, it'd be interesting to hear what you guys have to say. When I think about the holidays and uh, the LGBTQ community, I always think about people coming out on Thanksgiving. (laughs) <laughs> what do you mean, like at the dinner table? Yes. <laughs> Pass the gravy. By the way, I'm gay. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I, uh, I think about that. It'd be interesting for someone to do a study on that, but just eyeballing it and having years and years of experience, a lot of young people come out to their parents at the Thanksgiving dinner table. I, I just think that's hilarious, but I think it happens. Uh, so that's the first thing I think of. And then I think that it's different. The stress of the holidays is, is for everybody, every single person, regardless of your age or gender or sexual orientation. Uh, it's stressful. You know, your life is full. And then come the holidays. How in the world am I going to fit that in? So that's one thing. And then we have the other layer of I want to come out to my parents and to my family, and how do I do that? Uh, And it's something to remember is that it's not a realization that we came to all of a sudden and totally embraced it, our own selves. It's a process. Mm -hmm. And so when we do tell our family, uh, I give them room to process. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it's great news. I don't think they're going to say, oh, I'm so glad. I don't think that. Some, some may be better at it than others, but they, they need to be able to process it. Because here are the couple of thoughts that your parents will have. What did I do wrong? Or what did my spouse do to make my kid gay? Because <laughs> it's not me. Or the second one, which is, does this mean I'm not going to have any grandkids? Mm-hmm. Which, of course, Laron, you know is not true. Not true. 
But uh, I do think that's what parents think about. And then I think they, they have shame, which uh, as LGBTQ people uh, also have shame. And the reason we have shame is because we hear from people that there's something wrong with us. We hear it not only from people at large and our parents, but we hear it from the pulpit. So God thinks, you know, we're wrong. And, of course, we're not. Uh, God does not make trash. So there's there's a process that goes into this. Uh, and I'm wondering, Laurent, if, if you could talk about how you came out to your parents. I don't know if you came out in, in a relationship or single. <laughs> it was a two-parter. It was not a Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, it came out, my, came out to my mother first because I thought that would be easier, and it was. Um, I was 19, and, yeah, I was in my first serious relationship. Um, but here's the thing. You know, it came out to my dad. You know, he'd already, of course, it, it wasn't a complete surprise. Um, they'd already suspected. Um, Even at 19? Oh, even before then. Yeah. You know, I remember, you know, that's a whole other story for another show. But my dad asked me when I was a teenager if I was gay. And, of course, I denied it. Um, yeah, you weren't ready. Weren't, you know. You were not ready. Yeah. It, and, and especially, it wasn't, it, it wasn't a safe space for me to come out. Yeah. You know, yeah. at that time um, with him. So, and then, you know, I came out to him, I think, when I was 23, 24, you know, a few years mm-hmm. later. Confirmed mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. That's that, that. That's my coming out story. But you know, when you come out, you you have to keep coming out practically for the rest of your life. Absolutely, it's um, an ongoing process. It's an ongoing over process, and over, and over and over. And when you have a kid, you have to keep coming out because when someone sees you in public or at school, they and it's just you and the kid. They assume you have an opposite opposite gender. Um, spouse. spouse, like, yeah. oh, where's your wife? I don't, I don't have a wife, you know. Mm-hmm. So you, it's mm-hmm. an ongoing thing. You never over stop coming out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then that means your child has to keep coming out. Yes. My two dads. Yes. You yep. know, what does your mother say about this? Well, my two dads. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you, and you said you really never had to come out. No, everybody knew David. No, everybody was gay. knew I was gay. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, when I graduated college and got my first apartment, my mother gave us a double bed. I had a partner at the time, and oh, nice. Yeah, I, no, <laughs> that never came out. Right, your parents were very accepting, and and there are parents who are. Um, but by and large, it's... Um, well, the guy I was going out with, his parents were one of the uh, ten couples that formed PFLAG, the original PFLAG. <laughs> Isn't so. that wonderful? Uh-huh. Just really accepting. My experience, see what you think about this, uh, with people whose parents are real involved in PFLAG, is that the child isn't that involved. Right. <laughs> Their parents are all gung-ho, gay, yay, Although yay, I yay. remember we went to a POG meeting. It was called POG at the time, Parents of Gays. Oh, POG. Uh, oh, wow. And there was a writer there, uh, Charles Silverstein, I think was his name. And he was writing about, um, I don't even have the book anymore, but he was writing about gay and coming out. And so there was a chapter on POG. <laughs> and this new phenomenon of parents being accepting. 
And we were so mad because he changed the names. They described uh, John and I walking into the meeting and sitting down and talking to his parents. And I mean, the, there's a whole description of it. And he changed the name. To protect the innocent to pr- or what? Protect the, <laughs> to, to protect two people who had no interest in being, being protected. protected. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that reminds me, and y'all will know this better than I, but that... 13-year-old, 18-year-old, whoever this person is in the media had to come out because they were accusing him of gay baiting. Do you know who I'm talking about? Mm -mm. Some young person that's like an actor on a sitcom or something. Hmm. Maybe someone will call in and tell us. Um, He plays a, a bisexual character who's kind of dealing with that and people are seeing him as gay baiting and and asking him come out come out come out (laughs) and of course he did and he wasn't really ready uh and i don't know you know i think he came out as bisexual i don't know if that will stay that way or or not um but but he felt like he had to do that because he wasn't playing a game with people Mm mm-hmm uh, mm. And so when you said that, the guy changed your name to protect you, my, my sense of it is um, that on one hand he was, he was trying to be careful with you all. Well, in the protective. 1930s when we came out, <laughs> it wasn't necessarily as safe. Although we went to school in Albany. I mean, one of the first gay alliances on campus... Uh, when I came out on campus, the reaction to it was, oh, good, we have a gay RA, somebody to send people to. But then, you know, you moved to Dallas, and it's different. I didn't notice. <laughs> I live in Oak Lawn. I write for the gay paper. I do a gay radio show. <laughs> it, ha- it, it is different. Um, but uh, I think um, holidays are stressful, and you put that on top of that, you know. You know, I was thinking about holiday traditions. And first of all, a lot of holiday traditions went away during the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, and so it's time to start rebuilding those or rebuilding new holiday traditions. I remember um, growing up, we always used to have uh, Thanksgiving dinner with my cousins. One year we'd go to our house, one year we'd go to their house. Um, when my mother died, it moved to their house, and that's where it stayed. When they moved to Florida, mm. uh, my father moved a few blocks from them, and so we continued that tradition. When my father died, my aunt said to me, well, when will I see you again? Uh, you know, you're not going to come to Florida as much as you did. I said, you mean I'm not invited to Thanksgiving anymore? <laughs> I'm, I'm related to you. He wasn't. <laughs> he was, was your brother-in-law. He was your, on your mother's side. <laughs> yeah. And my aunt just started laughing. And for a few years on and off, I went to Florida for Thanksgiving just to continue that tradition. But we create our own traditions after a while. Well, what that makes me think of, David, your story is how important family is. Mm-hmm. Family is really, really important. And I think the, at least for me, the older I became, the more important family became. Um, 
I think I was always looking for ways to kind of duck out on it when I was maybe in my 20s. Uh, but I, w- I wouldn't want to miss it now. So mm-hmm. so you change, I think, as you mature and evolve. Um, and I think traditions are very important to humans, very important. Mm-hmm. We, lo- we love our traditions. But when you have something like COVID come in, and it kind of puts a pause or a change on traditions, then you have the opportunity to to change that and and I think some people do uh, and, I, and I hope for the better uh, either they've really missed their family and they double down on that um, or they say you know the holidays the Christmas and the Jewish holidays are only a month away why don't we not get together Thanksgiving and then you know really pour it on at, uh, Christmas and, and Hanukkah so uh COVID has done a lot of things for people. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, uh, I'm moving my practice home, and I can do that because of COVID, because everyone learned how to do Zoom Mm -hmm. and how to do counseling that way. Well, the same thing with traditions with family. One good thing, you won't have that long commute anymore. That 10-minute commute, I know, just wore me out. It was 10 minutes? (laughs) (laughs) Still, it was a commute. Yeah, I won't have that. <laughs> oh, wow. Your family gets together, Laron, for Thanksgiving every year. Our house. Oh, it's your house? Yeah. Your house? So I don't know how this happened, but I guess when Gabrielle was about two or three years old, um, our house became the house for Thanksgiving every single year. After that, because you had Gabrielle, right? I mean, I don't know if that was. I I don't know if that was the. I don't know if that was the reason, but. um, But other brothers and sisters in the family had kids. Exactly. So, (laughs) yeah, and and it's it's, it's mainly uh, Danny's side of the family. Um, Still not really close to my side of the family, Um, but yeah, so they all come over to our house every year. So she's 13 now, so that's 10 years in a row we have hosted. It's a new tradition that we've hosted Thanksgiving at our house. And what did you do during COVID? We st- we still had Thanksgiving. Um, People wore masks or whatever? Uh, we, we just, I forgot how we did it. It was just, just, it wasn't as large a crowd as it usually is, but we just, you know, I think by that time, so, were they having shots? To, not, not then. Not, I don't not think, the first year. Not the first year. I didn't year. get shots until like February. Uh, I, th- I think we just, you know, just we just said, hey, you know, just be honest. If you think you feel ill or something like that, don't come. You know, yeah. got a temperature or something like that. But, but you still had it. We yeah. still had Good. it. Yeah. So it's important. Mm-hmm. It's real important to y'all's family and, mm-hmm. and to you. Oh, all. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's what happens. It becomes very, very important to the core group, and then. Some people want to have their own, and mm-hmm. it's really hard to break away because what do you mean you're not coming? Mm-hmm. Right. You've always come. Mm-hmm. I've got your your favorite pie. I expect <laughs> you to come. <laughs> um, yes. Our traditions have, you know, gone away. Uh, Brian and I were starting to have traditions of going to his mother's house for Thanksgiving. He died. Yeah. Her husband died. Um, so she and I don't get together. Brian's sister moved away. Um, Boy, she had a lot of losses, didn't she? Yeah. His mother. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So, um, and I haven't rebuilt those traditions yet. We'll probably well, we'll cook a turkey, but we'll see what you do. Mm-hmm. Carolyn and I uh, used to um, go to a friend's house. There was maybe fifteen people, and everybody brought a dish or whatever. And then his partner died, um, and another person died within that group, and so and then a third person died. So there was just a lot going on there. And now what Carolyn and I do, it's just the two of us. And I can't tell you how much I love that. We can just wear whatever we want to wear. Uh, I cook. I put Carolyn in front of the TV and let her watch Macy's Day Parade. Uh-huh. Because you know what the last float is in the Macy's Day Parade. It's Santa. It's Santa. And so when that happens, you know, we all wave at Santa. And then there's, you know, football. So, <laughs> okay, so I have a good story with that. One okay. year, because the family got together, it was not every year after a while. So, a group of us got together, and the men were in the kitchen cooking dinner, <laughs> and the lesbians were in the living room watching, watching football. football. <laughs> so, I just stormed out into the, into the living room and said, This is the way it always is, and this has to change. We are slaving away in the kitchen, and you women are just watching football. I love that. <laughs> and we all got a good laugh out of that. Um, it is Pledge Drive here on KNON. Um, give us a call, 972-647-1893. Laurens are standing by. Yep, and we want to thank Candy for her pledge. Thank you, Candy. We always wait. appreciate it. I can't wait to get the red hoodie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Whoop, whoop. Um, we have a variety of uh, pledge premiums. premiums. Um, yeah, so in, in addition to the red hoodie that um, Candy uh, will be getting soon, you can get that, too, for a pledge of $100. You know, um, weather should be getting cooler. I thought it was getting cooler down. It seems like it's warming back up. But eventually it will be cool. For, <laughs> but, hey, it's Texas. You never know. Um, but we have other um, items that will accommodate this coming cool, uh, cooler weather. We have a Kana Wynn long black sleeve t-shirt, and I think that's great. That's pretty. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's, it's very simple looking, but sleek. And, uh, it's black and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can get that for a pledge of $60, and it comes in sizes um, small through triple XL. Give us a call at 972-647-1893. 972-647-1893. So we can get that pledge and get you that shirt or hoodie. And we need to take a break. You're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Laurent Landis, and our guest is Candy Markham. We'll be back with more Lambda Weekly right after this. This is Alex Hanselka, and you're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM, Dallas. And this is Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Laurent Landis. We're talking with Candy. Uh, we were just talking a little bit about um, holidays and holiday traditions. Um, what about holidays that you celebrated, now you have a partner and your partner didn't celebrate? Well, do you have any of them? No, to, me, this, to me, this is a... Oh. oh, let me turn your microphone on. Okay. To me, there this is a funny story, but we'll see what anybody thinks. So when Carolyn and I first got together, um, Carolyn is an only child, and she was adopted, and so a real close, little, small family. 
and she wasn't exactly out to her peeps. So uh, I guess after the first year, I said to her, why don't we decide which holiday we're going to celebrate together? And, 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 and you know, she's um, thoughtful and deliberate, but in a nanosecond, she said, okay, Easter. <laughs> I said, Easter? <laughs> what kind of a holiday is it? Easter. I was more thinking, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very clever on her part, though. So anyway, um, you know, we worked through it. You worked through it. and um, That's what you have to do as a couple. You have to figure out what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you come together. This is what I tell clients. When you come together as a couple, you have certain ways of doing things. And, and you're pretty invested in that. And I give an example of folding towels. I say, chances are huge. You all, when you do the laundry, fold towels differently. We do them my way in my house now. Well, then, that, then that's how it's done, David's way. Don't ever get with David if you don't like the way <laughs> he folds the towels. But at any rate, because he has a roommate. It's not even a, a partner. Anyway. Um, I mean, he has a partner, but so you have like one bathroom or two bathrooms. You don't want the towels folded different ways, right? So you got to figure out how are we going to fold the towels. Well, so that's how it is with a lot of things. Though I mm-hmm. did have a couple once <laughs> that they did the laundry. They took turns, and whoever's turn it was, they folded the towels the way they wanted it folded. And I think that's cheating. I think you have to <laughs> fold them one way. It's the same way when couples are like, and it always happens, one's on time and one is not. And patty. so... I was going to say, yes, that's a patty. And that's every patty. couple, we won't say Patty Fink and Aaron Moore, but every couple. And so to me, it is cheating when the couple says, well, we'll just take two different cars. I'll say, no, no, no. You can only take one. So you've got to work it out. How are you going to get to that place on whatever time you've decided? On? Aaron swears two cars is what saved their relationship. <laughs> no, but if, and, and they weren't in therapy. But if they were in therapy with me, I would tell them that's cheating. Uh, because, I mean, the point is to communicate about it mm-hmm. right. and, and reach a compromise right. You know that, that works mm-hmm. for the family. So it's the same thing with what we're talking about with the holidays, too. But, but you, you don't have one conversation and you're done. It's a process. You mm-hmm. continue to communicate. You continue to refine how we're going to work as a couple or with you all as a family mm-hmm. um, to, to have holidays and to fold the towels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I had another thought. When I knew you were coming, I always jot down ideas of things I want to ask Candy. The Great Resignation but also things have changed in the office. And with the news this week that Twitter was laying off half of its staff, layoffs. What should people who are, who are working do to prepare for the possibility of a layoff, for the possibility of changing a job, for the possibility that things just are going to be a little bit different in the office. My office, for example, we cut the office in half because 
half of the staff works in the office, half works at home now. So we didn't need as big yeah. a space, yeah. saving money. Um, but there are some different routines now. Yeah, that's that's COVID. That's what COVID did mm-hmm. for us, and I think it's a positive thing. But things look different. They're they're a hybrid. It's staying home and being at the workplace. It's it's a different thing. I, I wanted to go back to what you said about um, Twitter. Um, I don't I don't tweet, so it's not a deal for me. But me I had a a group, a, a supervision group of young young therapists, or at least young to the field. They have to study it or somebody before they become fully licensed, mm-hmm. and they have to study for like two years. It's a it's a deal. But anyway, when the news came out that uh, Twitter had been sold, the first thing I said to the group was, those people need to get their resumes together. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing I said. Now, if I were to write a book about therapy, I would entitle it Romance and Finance. So this comes under finance, career, um, co-workers, bosses, a lot, a lot come, come under come under that. But I think it's always important to have your resume updated. If for no other reason, then you go interview a couple of places and say, you know, I've got it pretty good. I think I'll stay where I am. But to update your resume, keep it current. Uh, and at the same time, I would also say have a nice headshot. Uh, when you... Uh, go to LinkedIn or these other places. Uh, you do a lot of online uh, communicating about who you are. And so I think to have a nice picture and to have resumes that speak to that particular job, don't have just one resume for everything. Make, make it... Uh, tailor it to the position. Yeah, tailor yeah. it to the position. Very good, thank you. Uh, so real important to have a resume. The second thing is is that I think it's important to think about what meaning a job has for you. Um, I had a, a co-chair when I chaired the Human Rights Campaign who was big-time attorney in Chicago, on Miracle Mile. He didn't like being an attorney. He didn't like it. So uh, he became a realtor and moved to Washington, D.C. and became a residential realtor and loved it. Happy, happy, happy. Not so happy being an attorney. So it is about what is going to fill you up or what can you do. Because what he said to me is, I'm an attorney so that I can do the things I want to do with the money I make from that. But it didn't fill him up. So he did something that did. And there's no magic to staying in a job for one year. You could quit after eight months. Mm-hmm. You can look around after a year and a half. Um, when the original owner of the Dallas Voice sold the paper, I said to him, I'm surprised you didn't stay for, I think he sold it at 30 years. But he didn't make it to the 30. It was like 29 and a half. And I said, I thought you would make it to that 30. He said, what? it's an artificial deadline. He's right. Robert's right. I mean, what's six months? What's... I think what's important is that you do something that you want to do. If it's about making the money so I can do what I want to do over here, or if it's about filling me up, that these days, um, 
the the young people want meaning in their life. It's like the Bombas mm-hmm. socks thing. For every pair of socks we sell, we give a pair to the homeless. That's meaningful to that group. Mm-hmm. So whatever uh, is meaningful for you, but d- do not be uh, put off by switching jobs. Now you don't want to, you know, be a revolving door, but there's nothing wrong with switching jobs. And these days, uh, people are looking to hire people. Mm-hmm. the The economy may look bad, and the financial picture of globally may look bad, but people are getting jobs. And um, so get your resume together and look out there and see what fills you up. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some things that people do wrong when they're looking for a new job or, or when they're leaving yeah. a job? The very first thing I think of, the very first thing that would just be an, would not work is to say how much you did not like your last job and how much you did not like your last boss. Because <laughs> no, thinking, that might be the case. <laughs> of course, that's the case. But do not say Don't that. Don't say that in an interview. <laughs> do not say that in an interview. And do not start off with you know how much time off do I get? And, <laughs> and when does my insurance start? Right. I mean, you do. That's for later. You do. It, it is. Once you you're pretty sure that you're going to get that job, then you start talking about things like that. But at first, you talk about. The reason you want to work for them, I've always wanted to work for, mm-hmm. you know, the Dallas County Community College District, which is now called Dallas College. I've always wanted to teach children. I've always liked, the, you know. Always wanted you, to work for an airline. Right. Yeah. What, whatever it is, and, and your airline in particular, I always wanted to work for Southwest. Um, because, you know, it's just a cattle call and everybody grabs a seat when they can. But <laughs> whatever it is, you tell them why you want them. Uh, do not go in there with, well, I'm going to interview them because they're interviewing me. I think, well, you're going to be doing a lot of interviews. <laughs> do you know, I haven't changed jobs that many times, but a few times when I have... Um, We've we had a couple of layoffs at Dallas Voice along the way, and so I went to interview for jobs. And when the person interviewing me was really doing a bad job of interviewing, I'm so used to asking the questions <laughs> that I've talked myself, I think, out of a couple of jobs <laughs> because I was asking them too many questions and almost interviewing them. Well, I mean, here's the deal. Do you want a boss like that? Because whoever's interviewing, chances are they will be your boss. Mm -hmm. And if they're, you know, not doing a good job on the interview, they're not going to do a good job as your boss either. But they still should have hired me. I've always been told that you you should ask a lot of questions. Oh, nothing wrong with asking questions. There's a difference in tone and... um, Yep. When you take over the You're interview. You're not the interviewer. Gotcha. You are the interviewee. Yeah. And yeah, I'm bad to, at being You need interviewed. to play that role. Then as you get closer, and now we're talking about, and then you say things like, you know, I have this trip planned in May. I still want to have that trip. Is is there a signing bonus? I hear there. I mean, then you start talking that way. But at the beginning, you, you just tell them that you think they're, they are the neatest things in sliced bread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that you get the option. Yeah, of yeah, being asked to, to join them or not. Are there other things that you can do 
wrong in leaving a job? I'm thinking things like burning bridges. Absolutely. Uh, Quitting without getting enough notice. People are going to call your bosses, your ex-bosses, and and the question they're going to ask, would you rehire? That's the one question they Mm -hmm. can ask. And you want them to say, in a nanosecond, we're so sorry they're leaving. That's what you want your boss to say. Mm-hmm. And if you can't get that out of your boss, then you're going to have trouble getting a job because nobody wants to hire someone who had difficulties in their last job. So what do boss. you tell in your resignation? What should you say? What should you not say? In the resignation, I think you should say, uh, you know, I really wasn't looking for a job when this came along. But this is just something that would benefit me and my family. And uh, it's a lot more money. It's a lot let's more. Let's keep in touch. Uh, I really liked working for mm-hmm. American, but Southwest is, you know, giving me a better deal. Because what, what happens is it gives your current job an opportunity to give you uh, a raise. Okay, so we had a layoff at this one place that I was working where we were editing financial reports overnight that had to be filed at seven in the morning i hated that job so badly (laughs) they were doing layoffs and little light was flickering on our screen that we if you were being called in to be laid off everybody was like oh oh and i when they came to me i was like yeah and i looked around and everybody else is in a bed and i said oh i got called (laughs) what you do is you ask your boss for a letter when they're laying you off. They actually were very good. Um, yeah. They um, paid for a um, recruiter to work with us. And they'll help you get your resume updated. Well, you mm-hmm. know, good companies do that when they have a layoff. They hate that, too. Mm-hmm. But they want to help the people get on with their lives, so they'll help them write, update their resume, and they'll help them with a recruiter. Mm-hmm. Well, we are just about out of time. Uh, Candy, thank you for being with us thank once you so again. Much. It is Pledge Drive here at KNON. We'll be around the studio another couple of minutes. Uh, the next show is on their way in and setting up all around us. The number to call is 972-647-1893. Or the easiest thing at this point in the show to do is go online yourself, go to KNON.org, hit the Pledge Now button, and it'll ask for your name, your address, your phone number, and email address, and credit card that you're going to pay with um very easy to do it that way take a look at the pledge premiums uh mostly shirts but there's the coffee mug a baseball cap a pint glass a KNON koozie depending upon uh your level of pledging and we'd like to thank everybody who did pledge today and for all of us here at KNON um I need everybody to hold on And I will talk louder as I'm walking across to get my CD that I forgot to queue up. And vote Tuesday. That's right.